Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1570, the topic is nutrition and the title is TikTok Nutrition Advice on How to Get Toned Quickly. Hmm. So the wonderful world of TikTok. Uh, I do not have a TikTok account, but I do have clients that will send me videos and sometimes they're on TikTok, sometimes they're YouTube, sometimes they're Instagram, and they'll ask my opinion on it. So that's uh, just part of our like one-on-one coaching service. So I do online coaching, and um, this client, for example, is in the UK, and they'll send me videos and just ask like my opinion on some things. The client uh, is wanting to become uh, like kind of in like uh, I don't know how to word it is. Their main job is not physical fitness, but they want to learn more about physical fitness and potentially become like a physical fitness kind of influencer and do some like uh, personal training and kind of things. So education is big as part of our service. Now with all my clients, we have an online journal. They can ask me any questions they want. A lot of the international clients, we use WhatsApp and then we communicate on there. So they'll send me like a video links and whatnot there. And we do video reviews for their lifts and everything. So this client sent me a TikTok video and it was a trainer. Somebody asked the trainer, how can I get toned quickly? Now, what is toned? It means just you want to be able to see some muscle tissue. So you want to have enough muscle that when you're lean, you can see the muscle bellies and and see separation and definition in the muscles. So that's the idea of being toned. So the person asked the trainer, how can I get toned quickly? The trainer's response was, I'd eat a diet of primarily chicken breast and veggies and a protein bar each day to satisfy my sweet tooth. If you want something on top of that, you can eat watermelon and I'd drink mad water, which is what he said, mad water. (laughs) So drink a lot of water. He then said, then once you get toned, you'd want to get back to a more balanced diet. So that was his advice. I'm going to read through it one more time. Is I'd eat a diet of primarily chicken breast and veggies and a protein bar each day to satisfy my sweet tooth. If I wanted something on top of that, you could eat watermelon, and I'd drink mad water. Then once you get toned, you'd want to get back to a more balanced diet. Okay, so that was his advice. My client then asked, how is this guy only eating veggies and chicken? (laughs) And he asked, don't you need fats and carbs as well? So, I wanted to go through this and kind of share my thoughts on the trainer's answer and then go ahead and answer my client's questions. Now, my thoughts are that the trainer's answer is actually, it's actually correct in the sense that it would 100% work and I've done it. (laughs) So in the context of a short time span, and let's think 12 weeks or less, and he's probably actually more so thinking like four to eight weeks, that the trainer's like context of his answer. So definitely 12 weeks or less, probably more so like four to eight weeks, is that method, the answer he gave, it works. You know, if a person only needs to lose five to 10 pounds of body fat to just kind of clean up so then they can look more toned for the summer, for example. So they already have muscle tissue. They just have a little bit of like water, like fluff, (laughs) a little bit of baby fat fluff uh, over top their muscle. And they just need to clean up five to 10 pounds. This advice is great because it's short term, very short term. Now I have done variations of this a billion times over, but I've actually done diets where I lost 50 pounds 
in 10 weeks or less. I have one time lost 50 pounds in eight weeks. So I've done that three times. So three times in my life, I've dieted to lose 50 pounds. I've actually dieted one time to lose 70 pounds. Uh, but the three 50-pound diets, I, I lost it in 10 weeks or less. Now, that's miserable. <laughs> Absolutely miserable. But I wanted to see if I could do it. And within that 50 pounds, I knew that that was not going to be 50 pounds of fat. Because I was changing my diet, I ate, for example, ground chicken and brown rice every single meal. That's all I ate. I put some hot sauce on it, because uh, why not? Uh, but I put some hot sauce on ground turkey and brown rice, and that's what I ate every single meal. And I was able to lose 50 pounds in 10 weeks or less. Now, once I got, like, I got out of that and I ate normal food, I gained 20 to 25 pounds back almost instantly. Within a week, I gained that weight back. Now, so that showed a good portion of it was water weight, which I knew was going to happen. I, I was well aware of that. Um, I mostly was doing the diets just to see if I could. <laughs> the first one was a bet with a friend uh, on who could do it faster. I won. Yes. <laughs> but um, I don't know if I really won, though, because it was awful. But it was just more so to get the experience. Uh, you know, build mental strength, willpower, you know, learn more about kind of like crash dieting. Like I've helped people, you know, diet enough weight to get uh, gastric bypass surgeries. I've helped people cut water weight for a million types of competitions. So I just wanted to kind of have that experience and knowledge from firsthand. So I love kind of experiments like that. Love that stuff. So even though I gained 20, 25 pounds back, I knew that was going to happen. I still net loss about you know, 25 to 30 pounds. Now, that wasn't pure muscle, I mean, pure uh, fat, but it was a good significant portion of fat. So it was, it was an effective way to, in a very short period of time, drop body fat. So essentially, the advice that the trainer is giving you know, do chicken breast and veggies, protein bar every day. You know, if you need something, snack on watermelon because it's not really high in calories. He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. Uh, and then drink a lot of water because that helps you feel full uh, throughout the day. So there's um, a chemical response. Uh, in a sense, there, our body has a, a sensor mechanism to when our stomach lining is stretched to help us then register in our mind that we think we're full. So if you drink a lot of water, it can help to kind of stretch the lining of the stomach and make you feel like you're full, even though you're not getting a lot of calories. So there's a lot of like little nuances to the advice that he gave. I don't know if he knew that, but <laughs> there's a lot of good nuances to the advice that he gave. Um, but what's interesting in it is the advice he gave, we talk about, I talk about all the time, podcast 1232, which is a nutrition podcast titled Start Here. You can find that podcast on our website, www.brutalarengym.com. And it gives you step by step by step of what are the most impactful components when you're putting together a nutrition plan. Whether that's nutrition plans for fat loss or whether it's for performance, whether it's to build muscle tissue, whatever in the world that you want to do to your body, there are nutritional components that have to be in place. Podcast 1232 will teach you what the most impactful components are and the order of significance. So calories and protein are the most important components. So what he's saying by eating like chicken breasts and veggies all day is that's going to put you in a caloric deficit because those aren't very nutriently dense foods. So even if you tried to eat enough 
chicken breast and vegetables to the point where you're going to throw up because you were so full, you're still not going to get a lot of calories. So, like I tell people all the time, like people don't get fat off sushi. Uh, people worry about sushi being like, they're like, well, you know, I have sushi once a week, so maybe I need to cut that out. And I'm like, you're fine. That's the, You're not getting fat because you're eating sushi. You also can't get fat from eating chicken breast and, and vegetables. You just can't literally eat enough of them to account for enough calories. So it's a pretty good suggestion because it'll be caloric control. It'll create a deficit. Also, it's going to maintain good protein because you're eating freaking chicken breast every meal. So you're going to get a ton of protein. So the two most important, the most impactful components of a nutrition plan that's set up correctly for whatever your goal is, is calories and protein content. So you counted for that. The third most impactful component is distribution. Now, can you lose body fat? Oh, well, here's a good one. Can you lose weight regardless of the number of meals you eat per day? Absolutely. 100%. What's the quality of the weight loss? That is impacted by distribution of the calories and protein. And how you feel throughout the dieting process uh, is impacted by distribution. So when you have your calories and protein, does matter. Is it directly impactful to weight change? No. They've done studies and they found that that doesn't. However, it's impactful to every other complete element <laughs> of the process is how much muscle tissue you'll retain uh, compared to body fat loss and how you feel in regards to just overall energy and mood and digestion and all that stuff, like workout performance. Distribution absolutely is impactful, 100%. So it's the third most important component. So if you're only eating chicken breast and vegetables, that'll digest very quickly within a few hours. So you're going to be hungry within a few hours of every time you eat. So you're going to end up eating three, four or five times a day. So his advice is accounting for indirectly uh, meal distribution. So calorie and protein distribution. And then the fourth most impactful component is macronutrient quality. So the quality of what you eat, and then also within that is kind of like, am I eating a meal that's predominantly fats or predominantly carbs with my protein, and am I eating that at the right time? You know, if I'm about to work out and I eat a meal of protein and fats, that was probably pretty stupid because the food's going to sit in my belly and I'm going to feel awful. I'm going to have no energy. But if I'm about to go to bed and I eat protein and carbs, that's not really a great idea uh, because if it's not a fatty-based uh, type of protein, that's going to digest very quickly. And then you're left all night without any protein in your system. And you're going to have limited recovery, limited muscle growth, strength growth, adaptation, all that stuff. So timing your proteins, carbs, and fats digestion rates uh, properly within sections of the day is super impactful uh, for overall progress and results. So his suggestion of chicken breast and veggies was relatively good considering they're very clean, very low in sugar. So it's not going to negatively impact, um, you know, and, and like digestion rate. It's not going to negatively impact uh, a lot of other components within the diet. So indirectly or directly, depending on how much this guy knew, uh, his vice actually was really good in theory. So the theory of what he said was accurate. But why, in reality, might not that be a good piece of advice? I have no clue if the, the order of those words I just said were correct. <laughs> so, in reality, is that good advice? That's a better way of saying it. Um, probably not. And the reason why is most people don't want to eat chicken breast and vegetables every single meal. And rightfully so. <laughs> it's pretty boring and miserable. So, like I said, when I did my diets, I ate ground turkey and brown rice every single meal. 
breakfast, daytime, and before bed. Literally, the only thing I ate for 10 weeks was ground turkey and brown rice. I'm not exaggerating. Like, literally, <laughs> those were the only foods I ate. Most people aren't going to want to do that. That's pretty freaking awful. You have to learn to not give a shit about food. Now, I have a, a crazy background. I was anorexic for two and a half years. So from 15 till like 17 and a half, I ate one meal a day and I tried to exercise off the amount of calories I thought that was in that meal. At that time, we didn't have internet. Oh my God, I'm a thousand years old. We didn't have internet. So I didn't know how many calories was really in the food. Uh, it wasn't until I got to college that I bought a, a book that I would carry around with me that had the macronutrients of like the most common like 1,000 foods. It was a little book. I think it was like an inch thick, but it was like four inches by three inches and I'd flip through it and try to find the calories of everything, you know, calories and protein and whatnot that I, everything I was eating. And then this invention of internet came along and you could all of a sudden just Google nutrition facts. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, but for the first two and a half years, I ate one meal a day and I tried to exercise it off because I was really freaking mad about being overweight. Like I was skinny fat and I thought I'd be able to get rid of the fat. Uh, so horrible uh, experience with nutrition, but I learned uh, and not in a good way, but I learned to just not care if I got hungry. So I still have to this day a problem with recognizing when I'm hungry. I, I don't recognize when I'm hungry. I just recognize I feel like crap and my blood sugar feels really low. I probably should eat. <laughs> so I have over the years of dieting and doing other things, I kind of learned to just, I, I basically desensitize myself to hunger. And most people aren't going to have that type of background. So you're going to be hungry and you're going to want something other than chicken breast and vegetables. That is not a very tasty item. That doesn't taste that great. So you're going to want something that tastes better. It's, it's reasonable that people will not want to follow a diet of chickens, chicken breasts and vegetables. So is it good advice in theory? Yes. Is it good advice in practicality? No, because people don't really want to do that. Now, the other thing is, is you can do it for a short term. So yes, in the short term, four, eight, maybe up to 12 weeks. Can you do it? Yes. But is it sustainable for the long term? Hell no. But also his answer wasn't for the long term. He, he literally said, once you get toned, you want to get back to a more balanced diet. So he wasn't saying that this is the way that people should eat always. He was just saying, if you want to get lean quickly, this is an option. So his advice actually wasn't bad. Like it's not bad advice. Do I think there's better advice? Yes. <laughs> so what do I think the better advice is? Well, listen to podcast 1,232. Not just because I made it, <laughs> but because it'll give you the range of calories that you're supposed to be in per day. So you're not in too much of a deficit where it sparks a ton of cravings, horrible energy, horrible mood, and you feel like you're going to die within a week or two. So you don't want to be too low in calories. So the advice of chicken breast and vegetables every meal sounds great, but it would actually probably create way too much of a deficit for most people. They don't need that much of a deficit. They're going to feel awful, feel miserable, hate themselves because they think they're going to be mentally weak whenever their body's just literally dying and telling them to eat food. So knowing a proper calorie range is much healthier mentally and physically. So know a proper calorie range, then know a proper protein range. 
Then, once you have your numbers and your ranges, you want to eat often throughout the day. That's another piece of advice. And you want to eat things that you like that contain the right amount of calories and protein to get you to your daily totals per meal. Foods that are low in sugars outside of your workout times because there's no need to have the food digest super fast. You want it to kind of last until your next meal. And you want to eat like a carb and fat balance that's appropriate for the time in which you're eating. If you're eating at a busy time of the day, carbs are great. Very quick energy, you're going to burn them off. But if you're eating at a low activity time of the day, fats, like a meal that has blends in some fats, doesn't have to be only fats and protein, but a meal that's a, maybe a blend of fats, carbs, and protein. The fats will slow down the carbs, slow down the protein, and it kind of like is a better release of energy and stuff into the system since you're sitting around not doing much. So the, the better advice is to figure out a healthy calorie and protein range, eat often throughout the day, eat things that you like, but that allow you to add up to the right uh, calories and protein for the end of the day, like your daily totals, and then eat carbs and fats to kind of match what you're doing at the time of the meal. That's the, the more real-world applicable advice. People can do that. Now, is it harder? Yes, because it allows for options, and options equals uncertainty. It's much easier to hear, just eat chicken breast and veggies. Boom, done, I got that then it's horrible once you do it. <laughs> but it makes sense in your brain and it sounds like it's quote-unquote easy. But the experience of it is horrendous and you're probably not going to get what you want. The advice that I give has a little more uncertainty, a little more challenge to try to figure out exactly what those right foods are, but it's doable, you can sustain it, and you can reach your goal. So a little bit of knowledge now, and then super applicable can do it and get what you want. Versus I don't want to have to put any work in instantly. I just want to hear chicken breast and veggies and go. But you'll be unhappy and you'll be miserable and you won't reach your goal. <laughs> so it's better to put a little bit of investment of effort in the front end and then get your goal than to try to be lazy in the front end and then hate yourself and not get your goal at the end. So that's the advice that I give to clients is the, you know, figure out your calorie and protein range, eat often throughout the day, let's find foods that you actually like, but they add up to the calories and proteins that we need, and the right, like, carb-fat balance at the time of the day. Now, uh, that's the advice that I give, and then I teach clients how to do it. That's why we do a one-on-one -on -one service, whether it's training and nutrition service or just nutrition only. I, I do that. So I tell them the advice. I then teach them how to do it based on their schedule, their preferences, their calories, their protein, all that stuff. And then I answer any questions they have every single week. So that's the nutrition coaching service. It's only $100 a month. It's freaking, it is ridiculously cheap and ridiculously effective. I love that service because it's a wonderful blend. It makes everybody happy. I love it, love it, love it. So that's the way I do it is let's get the advice that maybe takes me, you know, a couple weeks to figure out the right foods. Get them built into my schedule. But then I could do it for months and months and months, if not years and decades, and be super happy and look great and feel great the rest of my life. That's what I want. I want life changes. Not try to do something for four weeks, hate myself, hate life, hate everything, and then the person's unhappy and they feel like they're never going to reach their goals for the rest of their life. But me as the trainer, I made money for the first month. What do I care? Ugh, that's garbage. I hate that. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But there are people that, you know, they get a thousand requests a week for people to work with them. So they just 
shell out whatever the hell you know crap advice there is take the money and then if the people leave who cares they have more people coming in and it's like oh that's just sad what are you doing that they're doing this should be doing this to help people to change people's lives not to just make a quick buck you know so i would rather do it this way because i want the long-term benefit in people's lives that makes me feel good that way the things that i'm doing in this one and only life that i have i feel make a difference and has like a ripple effect out in the world. And that is super motivating to me, much more motivating than money ever would be. So money is important, it's powerful, it helps keep the lights open. And, you know, if the gym is open for people in like the local community, they get healthy and happy from it. The gym supports trainers that you know, can make their money and support their families. So there's a lot of good things that come from money. Money has, has ability to help people. But it's not a great motivator, in my opinion. So I'd rather do it the right way. So... That is the advice that I would give. Now, going back to the client's questions. How is this guy eating only veggies and chicken? He's only doing it for a short time. Like I said, he's probably only doing this. He's already lean, so he's probably only doing it for four weeks. And he would probably only recommend people do it up for like maybe 8 to 12 weeks in max. So the advice of eating only chicken breast and veggies isn't a sustainable long-term solution. He knows that it's just a short-term solution. So he's not only eating veggies and chicken. He's definitely, you know, eating a more, more well-balanced diet uh, in the, in regular life. But when life events happen and chaos happens and maybe he falls out of his nutrition habits and he gains a couple pounds of unwanted fat, this is probably how he cleans right back up. The other question, don't you also need fats and carbs? Yes, you know, if you're talking about long-term health, absolutely, fats are a big player in hormonal health. So you absolutely need to have fats in your diet in the long term. But if we're talking about short term, uh, we have thin like 8 to 12 weeks, you're not going to die. Nothing really bad is going to happen to you. Make sure you take a multivitamin. You can take a greens supplement to help with uh, digestive quality and digestive enzymes and digestive health and stuff like that. Uh, but in a short term, 8 to 12 weeks, it's not the end of the world if you're if you kind of cut out fats uh, to try to bring your calorie count down to really make progress. This is why when people do like keto diets where they cut out carbohydrates entirely, that's really only applicable for a short time because you're not going to avoid carbs for the rest of your life. That's not really a lifestyle. But is it something that you can do in the short term to create a caloric deficit? It is a potential answer. Now, the challenge with keto is fats have a lot of calories. So even if you don't feel like you're eating a lot of food, but you have high-fat meals, you can actually still overeat your calories and not be in a caloric deficit enough. So typically, if you're going to do a crash-style diet or a short-term-style diet, if you're going to cut something out, it's better to cut out fats because fats have 9 calories per gram, where carbs only have 4 calories per gram and protein only has 4 calories per gram. So per unit of food, fats have twice as many calories per unit than carbs and, fat, and, carbs and proteins do. So it's easier to create a caloric deficit by cutting out fats than it is to create a caloric deficit by cutting out carbs. So anything that cuts out like an entire food group or a macronutrient should really only be short term for absolute short term. You know, uh, it's not a long term lifestyle kind of solution. Cool. So this kind of stuff where people send me questions and I answer them, I love it. I do this all the time with clients. If you are a listener to the podcast, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And you should probably know by now, unless this is your first ever podcast, that this is entirely what the podcast is for. 
uh, answer questions for free. So send me any question you want. I respond to everybody within 14 days. I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> to me, that's pretty good. Uh, I respond to everyone's emails within 14 days. So if you email me, I will get you an information. I'll either make you a podcast or I'll send you something information-wise within 14 days. I'm going to try my best as the podcast continues to grow to always do that as best as I can. So this month, we're on track for over 8,000 downloads. Uh, we've already had, I think, 20-plus countries listen to the podcast just this month alone. So I really love hearing from everybody kind of all around the world. This is kind of crazy to still say. Uh, but I will get an answer to you in 14 days. So please keep reaching out. I love it. It's super motivating to hear from everybody in all the different places in the world. Uh, super fun. So thank you. And then um, that's entirely what the podcast is for. So if you ever need anything, reach out. And I promise I will get back to you. Now, if you want help with coaching, especially since this is a nutrition podcast, if you want help with nutrition, we do one-on-one coaching. I do that as a service. It's $100 a month. Uh, I will help you set up everything and then teach you how to do it. If you feel like at any point in time you know how to kind of continue doing it on your own, awesome. Then the service is done. We have no contracts whatsoever. We just work month by month. And whenever you feel like you're good to go, good to go. That's the whole point of what I'm doing this for is to help people uh, just educate. So I want to simplify at the beginning by helping you one-on-one. And then you can kind of take with it and uh, run with it on your own. But if you're interested in that, just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. And you can learn about all of our other services we have on our website at www.brutalironjim.com. Okay, well, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know at my email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share the podcast. When you share the podcast, let people know that we answer questions for free. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast so we can answer people's questions for free and help people. Uh, If you want to donate, you can do so on our website. We have options for one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation, even $5 a month. Uh, It absolutely does impact and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. The podcast has a high hosting cost every year and it seems to be growing. As the podcast grows, the costs grow. (laughs) But I appreciate everybody who donates to help maintain this and help it keep going. I really do appreciate it. And then if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. On Instagram, I post every single day. And on YouTube, I've been posting a lot more. Find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jam. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.